see them here. And so you can invite them, please, ma'am, please, sir. And it's going to be a great time. I know it is. So make sure you invite them. All right. So we're still in our series, Greater Works. And I think, think this is the last Sunday for it. I think. We'll see what happens. Um, but um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We've been in this for three weeks. I think it's like a series in a series. Um, let me give a shout out to my beautiful mother because... Of course, without her, I wouldn't be here. So I love you, Mom. Pamela Doris Jean. Um, so Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We've been reading this. Let's read it all together on the screen. What's it say? Now faith. Yes. What's the TPT say? Let's go. Now Insert shot. All right, of course, you can be seated. We are talking about Faith for Miracles Part 3. And um, we'll see what the Lord does. Father, we just bless you and thank you for what you're going to do. Be with us. Speak through this, Father. Father, it's time to be um, fruitful. And I thank you, Lord, that it shall multiply as we go out into the world and share what you have taught us today. Father, without you, I am nothing. With you, we are everything. Father, use me, guide me, direct us as all as we talk and share today. In your name we do pray. Amen. Okay, so um, special shout out to Stachelle who filled in for us today on the drums. Uh, she can legit play. I mean, not saying I doubted you, but I just needed to know. But it's just great, you know. <laughs> you see, you watch videos like, "All right, you good?" And I've been let down a few times, fam. But you great, you pretty, you dope. <laughs> so, we, <laughs> um, I think this is the, probably the first time. I, I don't believe I'll hear a complaint after service for a guest drummer. Tiffany's like, "It was good, but." Just, it was just a little loud, and or it's like it was going too fast or something, like you know. But it, it was just, it was good. wasn't too loud, wasn't too soft. It was just right, you know what I'm saying? But it's good to have someone connected um, that knows how to flow. So thank you, I appreciate your gift and your heart to share and to be with us. Okay, so um, as we've been talking about, faith is a very important subject, right? So we got to have faith. We're talking about faith, a series in a series. Um, so faith is a very important subject. We've been talking about how faith is believing that he is a perfect father, that he is very important. We got to have, have faith. We talked about, remember the question I asked you all last week, how do you treat your friend that lied to you? Uh, how would you treat your friend that lied to you as often as your fears would? Remember that question I asked you all last week? How would you treat your friend that lied to you? Thank God, don't answer it. How would you treat, your, treat a friend that lied to you as often as your fears do? Relevant question. Faith comes by hearing and what? Hearing the word of God. So you have to have a Bible. You must have something that's encouraging your faith. Many people do not have faith or enough faith um, because they are not hearing the right things. Whatever you feed yourself will either fuel your faith or deplete your faith. If you are not faithful, F-U-L-L, then you probably are, are fearful. And you don't want to be that. You want to be full of faith, so much so uh, that God can use you, remember I said last week, without asking you permission first, okay? Um, be ready at all costs. Um, I'm sorry, I want to do another shout. My good friend Mandy's here. It's good to see you. So glad you're here. Um, okay, so faith is real. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Actually, you can write it down, but you can go there too. Matthew chapter 14, a very important passage of scripture that I want to kind of pull from to start off, start off this discussion today. And then we'll go from here and see where the Lord leads us. Matthew 14 talks about um, when he was, remember we talked a few, a few weeks ago about uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. Remember that? 
So him feeding the 5,000. But before that, which I didn't mention, I don't know how I even skipped over that. It was before that, the reason why he went away before he did the, before the, he did the miracle was John was beheaded. So John was beheaded. John was real close to Jesus. <laughs> so they chopped his head off and sent it on a platter. <laughs> it was pretty gruesome. So he went away for a while to chill and to get away and probably be a human because he was human too. His friend was murdered, you know? So he went away um, and then listen, so he went away to take time out with the father. After he took time with the father, he came down from, mount, from the mountain. The Bible says that after he came down from the mountain that all who touched him were healed. You gain strength when you pull away. Not when you isolate yourself, but when you separate yourself. You have got to know when it's time to separate yourself away just to get time with God. Isolation is from the enemy. Isolation's goal is to have you dead. Separation restores you so you can separate yourself to the one who is the source and then go there. So you gain strength to perform alone, not around. You gain strength to perform miracles, signs and wonders alone, not around. If you're not spending time with him, your faith is not building enough. Your faith is not being strong enough so you can really do the things you call you are called to do. The one thing I want to say typically is when we go through moments of loss or tragedy, um, difficulty, whatever it may be, um, we typically let that moment overtake us. I am really a big advocate for managing moments well. It is in a moment that can dictate everything in your life. So with proper moments, you have to learn how to grab your moment. For example, if you get a negative report from a doctor, your house is about to go through foreclosure, uh, your car is about to get repossessed, whatever the moment may be, you have to learn how to grab your moment. Not let your moment become a monument, but grab your moment and look it in the face and ask God, God, what do you want me to learn from this moment? That will help you tremendously. However, when something, now we, mind you, I think I talked before, you have the greater one living on the inside of you, right? So the greater one living on the inside of you is there to help you do these things he's calling you to do. Here's the biggest thing. If something comes to assault that name on the inside of you, he will vindicate his name. You don't have to vindicate. It, he will vindicate. You see what I'm saying? He will stand up for his name. The thing is, though, we have to have trust in the name that we have on the inside of us. That's how you'll see vindication. So the Lord will always vindicate his name. Because again, you can't just mess with a son or a daughter of God. He's going to handle that. You can't just come up and say, you know, somebody came against you or somebody said you got this or whatever. Uh -uh, fam. God is not going to allow his, his people, his son, his daughter to go through the things he went through and call it a day. No, he's going to vindicate who's coming against his children. Praise the Lord. So when things come against the name of Jesus, refine the moment. Refocus the moment. I'm not going to get overwhelmed. I'm going to trust you through this moment. To knowing for a fact, since they mess with me, they mess with you. And you're going to handle that. Amen? Amen? That's faith to chill. Okay? You need faith to chill. Chill. How often have you chilled this week, past week? Just chill. <laughs> I like when I ask the question, y'all just put your head down. You ain't been chill. Chill. Okay? Allow God to be God. All right, let's go to... Um, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. You can write it down and I read it. Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, 
returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Something that is uh, we don't typically often mention and understand is that the, the spirit led him into the wilderness. All right. So people think that typically the spirit's going to always lead you into all truth and all right and all good. Woo, woo, woo. Sometimes the spirit will lead you into some wilderness places. And the way that you get refined is through sometimes going through the wilderness. All right. So Holy Spirit will lead you into there. Um, but here's the thing. Holy Spirit only leads you into wilderness if there is a promise on the other side of it. Holy Spirit will only lead you into promise if there is a uh, won't lead you into the wilderness if there's a promise on the other side. Something has to be on the other side of the wilderness. Something has to be there. Here's what I mean. Holy Spirit will lead you in, into something so you can learn everything to conquer everything on the other side. So, Holy Spirit will, that, will leave you there. It's not to stay. It's not for you to stay there. Wilderness should only have wilderness should have a, a entry date and an exit date. And it's not forever. If you're there, now the only time you're there forever is you're being disobedient. I.e. the children of Israel. Okay, That's the only way you're going to be there forever. However, Holy Spirit will lead you through to ensure you can move on from there. So it builds strength in you so you can get to promise. Here's the thing. If you don't have enough strength when you get to promise, you will leave the promised place. So you need strength to stay. But God enables you to stay through the wilderness. Here's the other thing. When it comes to faith, when it comes to character, when it comes to integrity, all that kind of stuff. Here's what I really want to drive home for two seconds. Character is built and shaped with options. If you remain to yourself, your character is not being shaped. For example, I am a single young man. If I only stayed at my house and never came out except someone to come to church and never walked out, I can say, well, I'm not that tempted. Why? Because there's not any women walking around me. So, but that's not building my character. My character is if I can be around and still say no. Job, house, car, money, whatever it may be. You can be around something that builds your character. It needs to be, you need to be around. So character is nothing without options. Character is nothing without options. Choices form character. What you choose to do, how you choose to do all of it forms character. Someone say character. And it's a big thing still of faith. Because this is building who you are. Look at Luke chapter 4, 3. Here's going to be good. Mama Sharon may say, good job. Luke chapter 4, verse 3. And the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command these stones be made into bread. We know this is where, Jesus, where the devil is really tempting Jesus. You know, he's just getting all in it. First thing he said was this. Here's the thing, though. Things the enemy will say to you won't bother you if you have enough word on the inside of you. If you have enough word, you're not so easily bothered by certain things. You will get bothered if you don't have enough word. The, 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 the power of word um, is powerful, is great, and it's, it's potent when it comes to a storm, situation, an issue, whatever it may be. Here's the thing, though. We have to realize, remember the scripture says that thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies? Remember that scripture? So him preparing a table for us is not only just a beautiful thing when our enemy is going to see us, you know, eat our favorite food. It's more so saying that God has invited you to a place of intimacy. You never go to a table with a stranger with the intent of staying a stranger. You go to the table 
to gain wisdom or to gain relationship with that person, which means God's inviting us into a place of intimacy with him. Thou prepares the table. I only prepare for something I want around me. You go on a date and you get to a, you go to their house and you tell me how you would feel if all this junk was on the table. You knew I was coming up for three weeks. The food ain't done. The table got all your bills all over it. You got uh, 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 cat hair everywhere. I mean, just whatever it may be. You didn't prepare. Which means to me, like, you didn't take time to realize my value to come and do and come and prepare. So that makes me feel the way. But God said, I prepare a table. Which means I want you there. The enemy wants you to be devil aware. However, if I am enemy aware, listen, I don't realize I'm at the table. If you focus so much on your enemy, you'll miss the fact you are sitting at the table with him. Yes, the enemy is there. However, if you turn your chair, you'll see them and you'll miss him, what he's trying to do through you. Amen? Yeah. Here's what I want to post to you, okay? That's my dance for the day. Here's what I want to post to you. I don't believe the first temptation was the fruit. I believe in Genesis that the first temptation that was actually there was if they heard God right. Hey, true. Before, the, before the fruit was ever suggested any step, he said, God ain't tell you that. He didn't say you would die. Why would he put something right there? That was the first temptation. And now we have this new Adam that comes onto the scene that now has a temptation as well. It says the temptation was not to turn the stone into bread. It was his identity. Because Satan said, if you are the son of God. And here's how I can say that. Because just before going into the scripture and the, and the enemy tempted him, the father said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And right after God said that, now an assault came onto the father saying, if you are the son, turn these stones into bread. Which lets us know that if that when there is, when the word of God is spoken over our life, it will attract conflict. And you have to have enough word on the inside of you to understand that this is God and God did say this and I'm not going to be swayed. And if you are swayed, then you probably did not hear God correctly. This is the great, I'm still talking about faith. It's important to know this. Here's why. Because when it comes to faith, these things you need to understand. That if God said it, it requires you to perform it without the fear of it not coming to pass. But it's hard to do that when you have been listening to someone else who may be suggesting they are the God you need to serve in your life. So, of course, I talked about last week about um, if someone asked you to pray for them and it happened, you'd be really excited about it. Oh, he called it and got healed. And then if they, someone else came, you'd be, oh, I'm ready for you. you know, I got you. I'm ready. Got your good oil ready. You know, everything's good. Moving on, though, when it comes to uh, going past that, we mentioned that last week. Um, when it comes to breakthrough, again, I want to hammer this in. Even if it doesn't happen right now, it's okay. It's still happening. There are some cases where you will be so blessed to have for it to happen right there. And there are some things that happen in the timing of God. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with, um, with allowing God to say, go pray for them and they're going to be healed. Or you got to be okay with God saying, uh, just keep on going back to that hospital room every single day until they come out of there. Dead or alive. 
That's a hard pill to swallow. But it's still the fact of he's still the healer. Whether it's on this side or the other, he is still the healer. So remember I talked about last week how the gift of faith is a sudden knowing of God. So let's get into the levels. I want to go on. Let's get into the levels, the levels, the levels, the levels of God. Okay, now let's get to the levels of God. Levels of God. Levels of faith, excuse me. The levels of faith. Jesus would oftentimes minister to a person and would give them access to greater faith by bringing the miracle to them. You have to have enough faith. It is the raw confidence of knowing that he is God and he would do exactly what he said he would do. So let's do, we're going to go through five levels. Level one, we're going to call it the small portion of faith, okay? The small portion of faith. You can write down Mark chapter five. This was the boy that was there. Um, and in this passage of scripture, uh, he said, if you are able to do this, this boy was sick and the father came in and said, if you are able to do this, then it, I would greatly appreciate it, which is a very small measure of faith. Jesus said that if you can believe, all things are possible. He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Jesus then provides the miracle to him and gave him access to greater faith, but his faith started really small. And you don't have to have, listen, you don't have to have a lot of faith. Here's the point. You don't have to have a lot of faith, but you do have to know who to go to. If you have the wrong source, you have the wrong, you will have the wrong results. One more time. Wrong source, wrong results. Right source, right results. You've got to know who exactly to go to. Level two, ready? We're moving through pretty quick. Level two is a medium portion of faith. Okay, we're gonna go through small, medium, large, extra large, jumbo size. Okay, medium portion, we're gonna find that in, Mark, in Matthew chapter eight, verse two. Matthew chapter eight, verse two. This is when the leopard man came to Jesus. The leopard man came to Jesus. He said, if you are willing, you can. So the first guy said, if you are able. Second person said, if you are willing, you can. He knew of his power, listen, but not his heart. That's why it's important for us to realize that we have to not only just know of his power, but have his knowledge of his power inside our hearts. If your heart does not believe, you will never see change in your life. If your heart begins to believe, that's why when people say, I'm just, I'm just, I feel like I don't have any hope, I haven't seen that happen, I'm really big on saying, let's target your hope again. And you find hope in the heart. And if you can get to the heart, everything else begins to make sense for you. Okay? So he said, if you can, if you're willing, then I know you can. He didn't know about the power of God like he really should have. He heard maybe of his ability, didn't know for a fact him for himself. He, that's like, you know, he knew grandmama's God. He knew uncle's God, you know, the God is, they said back in the day he was, he was good for it. I told myself, I said, I, I know my mom had, I, I heard my mom pray, heard my walk around the house and sing, heard my mom uh, sing at church about it. But I was like, at some point I was like, I wanna know for myself God is able. I don't want to just know my mom's God. The one she, I, know, I know she serves Jesus, but I, want to, I, don't want to, I want to know God for myself. And then when I finally got to know, then my heart came into knowledge of what he was able to do. And then I could see why she praised the way she did. All I know is my mom said, thank you, thank you. It was going all over the bench or whatever else. That's all I knew. But I didn't know why. It's because her heart came into the knowledge 
of the able God who was able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. You have to encourage your heart in moments where you feel like God is not coming through. You have to remind yourself of the word of God. That's why David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart so I may not sin against thee. You sin against him when you refuse to read the word. And your refusal to read the word is the refusal of God's power. And the refusal of God's power is the end of your life. Large portion of faith. Large portion of faith. It's in Mark chapter 8 and verse 22. He said, if you would touch him, he'll be made well. If you would touch him, he'll be made well. If you just, if you would. So we got if you are able, if you are willing. Now we got um, if you would touch him, he'll be made well. This is a corporate setting that we're now in in, in Mark chapter 8. And now in this setting, the cry began to happen. They cried out and said, if you touch him, he'll be made well. God, if you just would, just lay your hands on him. Um, he'll be well. Here's the thing. He loves to hear the cry of his people. When you refuse to cry, you refuse to allow him to show up. You have got to get back to crying. Praise the Lord. In uh, the class I teach on um, Thursdays, um, I talk about groaning, about how the Spirit gives us groans and utterances we cannot understand or comprehend. That's the Spirit of God working through us in the ability of unknown languages, okay? So we're groaning, we're, we're, we're all these utterances or whatever are coming through, but groanings are the key thing there. It is in the cry that you are able to see God in new ways. It's okay. Don't block your tears is what I'm saying to you. Don't block your tears. Don't cut off your tears. It's in the cry that he hears. I'm telling you one thing. There are many times where I would get down to pray and didn't even know what the heck I was praying. I just sat down on my little prayer pillow and I'm already crying up a storm. Didn't know what in the world's going on. Like, ah! I mean, it's going all off. And didn't know why. Here was why. Because God wanted something in me that he did not want me to comprehend. Because when you know too much, you get involved too much. So God will, God will speak through you but won't give you the understanding maybe until later because he doesn't want you to meddle in what he's trying to do in your life. Simply put, plainly put, if you knew what he was doing, you probably would stop the process of what he's trying to do in your life. And you don't want that. Praise the Lord. So allow him to work through you. Cry, allow him to show up, especially in corporate, when we're in worship, oh man, let her rip. Let her rip. I mean, today, y'all from wet up the floor back there. Let, let her rip. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's what we do. Okay? And that is okay. It's okay to allow God to do it. All right, level four. Level four. You ready? Level four, which is, uh, we'll say, the larger portion of faith. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. This is good. Mark chapter 6, verse 56. It says, and whithersoever, King James, he entered into villages and, or cities and countries. They laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch, if it were, but the border of his garment, as many as touched him were made whole. Damn jokers laid in the street on the dirt. Now, back in the day, they were, well, even today, but back then, they didn't have no sanitary. There was nothing nice. People were probably walking around just spitting and I don't know what they stepped in. Animals walking through the street and you're going to lay in the street because you just so heard that Jesus was coming in town and just said, if his, if, his, if his garment, the border of his garment can just graze by me while I'm laying on the ground, I know for a fact I'll be made whole. 
And as he walked, as he walked through, they were healed. They, they didn't have the ability to move, but they had enough strength to reach out a hand and touch him. You have to become so desperate that no matter what God's requiring you to do, it's like, okay, God, all I know is I'm here and I want something. I don't know how in the world, but if I can just get a little bit of you and touch you, everything's going to be made fine. It's in the desperation that God comes and does what you are determined to get. But if you don't become desperate enough, you're going to miss what God is trying to move in your life. It's desperation met with his ability that conquers access into the supernatural realm. That's the beauty of knowing him and becoming so desperate. They laid in the street in the dirt. Rocks. Uncomfortable. Had to, if you, hey, just drop me over there. I, I don't care. Just drop me over there. Uh, just drop me over there. Right Wherever I can be. I just know he's going to walk down this road. <laughs> God was coming to visit me, so I, I didn't want to miss what he was doing. So they said, if, if I can touch, meaning faith, listen, saw something that was unseen. If I touch, I can have. They saw the ability and said, if I can just do this, I know I can get this. Faith sees possibilities. Faith sees possibilities. Faith will make you do something weird. Woman with the issue of blood. She's in a room, in her house. Big children. Can't do nothing. Big children. She says, oh, Jesus is here? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. But because of the law in that time, she was not permitted to go outside of her house. She had a family. I'm sure she had family, had people. She was quarantined. Nothing could get near her. And technically by law, anything she touched or touched her was considered unclean as well. So when she touched Jesus, he would be technically considered unclean. But when you touch the clean one, <laughs> and everything comes together. She did not care. She became so desperate. He said, who touched me? He looked down, yes. saw her. You, you did this. You touched me, daughter. Your faith has made you whole. Yes. Because she became so desperate, she got tired of sitting in the house. And said, so "I'm going to go touch a savior named Jesus." And the thing is that they were so mad at her because she had done that. But here's the thing to me: the only way she heard of what Jesus was able to do is because she was around people talking enough about him. <laughs> So this is the thing I'm trying to get to you. If you become so noisy with your testimony, then things can begin to happen so much so that people around you can get healed based off just what you're saying. That's why it's important to watch your words because your words are either the access into the miracle or away from the miracle. Hallelujah. All right, this one. If faith is strengthened, then you can see greater. The devil will keep you in distrust. Level five, but they will keep you in distrust so you can't see what's ahead of you. Here is one of the greatest portions I believe are in scripture. Matthew chapter eight, seven through 11. And we're almost done. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shalt come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And, to, and I say to this man, go, and he goeth, and another come, and he cometh, and to my servant. Do this, and he doeth. Verse, verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said that followed. Verily I say unto you, I have not heard such of great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you, 
that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. In the scripture, we have a man who is in authority, Miss Roz. And he is so much so in authority that he can command people, Mama Sharon, to go and do whatever they want to do. Here is the beauty in this. You have someone who has the authority, like Jesus, to command, and they do. To stop, and they stop. To start, and he'll stop in a moment's notice. Now the centurion man, mom, comes and says, you're not, I'm not worthy enough for you to come into my roof. Like, you can't, you're, just, you're too great. I understand what you're able to do. But here's what you're doing in the study. He didn't believe necessarily in God. He heard of what he was able to do and command and said, I just want you to do this for me, please. I, I mean, it's, it's me and you. I, I just, I just, I just, I just got to, I, I heard about what your ability. I'm a big fan. I follow you on Facebook. Uh, just, just tell me what's up. I follow you on Instagram. I see, I mean, I got you on Snapchat. I see you, I see you on the map. I followed you here. Like, can you please just come and heal my, 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 my kid? Gina said, I've never seen this much faith. And all of it, I've never seen this. Isn't that something? How you can wow God? How in the heck does God become wild? Just let that marinate on the stove on level two for a second. Stir swiftly, occasionally, covered with a lid. Make your gravy. You know what I'm saying? How do you happen? To wow God. It is in the area of faith that we can wow him. Because this man didn't know. But he just said, I, I just believe you're going to come through and you're going to make this way. The thing is, though, he had that kind of authority. So he said, now I have the ability to say things and you do and they do. So don't you have the ability to say things and they do? So don't, you don't got to come all this way. Just say something and make it happen. And scripture says that he said, go, your son's going to be healed. And he was healed without going. He sent the word to. He's under authority, yes. However, he knows for a fact that demons respond. But here's the other thing you have to understand. When you have a renewed mind, a renewed mind understands what God's abilities are. When you don't have a renewed mind, a new mind, what I'm saying, then you will not understand exactly what God is saying. So with all of these levels of faith, we see very strongly that they were healed. Here's the question. Here's the thought I want to pose to you, though. Who determined the impactfulness of their healing? They did. Based on what they said, enabled certain levels of faith. Meaning this, they could have got more if they just would have put their faith in place. <laughs> God is always capable. It is in our mouths that hinder his capabilities. God is always able, but it's our mouth and our faith that limits that ability to see. Our quest for understanding is to lead the way to our quest to obedience, which leads the way to increased faith. Our quest for understanding is to lead the way to our quest to obedience, which leads the way to increased faith. What if I told you that you could be blessed 
more than you think you are now. Like we say we're blessed. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And start having feet. Hallelujah. We say we're blessed, but in reality, you all, what if I told you you could be blessed even more? If you would just allow your mouth to get you into some trust instead of trouble. God gives us customized grace and customized faith based on the conclusion, listen, or the condition of your heart. God gives you customized grace and faith based on the conclusion or the condition of your heart. The journey of faith is an invitation to explore his nature, to know what is his heart and what it is like so we can, co so we can cooperate with his ability. If you know his heart, you know of his ability. If you know his ability, you won't stop asking. Get to know the heart of God. So how he moves is very important. Here's why I say this. Because again, how he's moving in that moment may dictate how he's, what he's doing for right now. If he moves and it happens quickly, great. If he moves and it didn't happen right now, like I said earlier, great. He's still moving though. And knowing how he moves will help you not become, listen, disappointed. If I know that he is able, I know that he makes all things work together for the good, you know, all is well. What I'm saying to you is if you always expect him this way or to move immediately, you may be disappointed. But if you study his path, then you'll obtain his heart and you'll know what to say. Sometimes we just need to become simply obedient. The real kind. My point for saying this, some things need time. Other things need declaration. One more time. Some things need time. Other things need, have blessed you, didn't it? Other things need declaration. Some things you can just wait for, you know, it's going to come. But some things need you to keep declaring until it shows up. I'm key on saying, Lord, I just thank you that this is whatever, whatever's going to be possible. I just thank you. I'm just declaring out of my mouth what it is, what it is. I'm not going to ever get tired of declaring the word of the, of word of the Lord. Here's why. Because I know he said it. So when I say it, it matches his heart, which makes him move. But if it's not a part of his heart, you will always become disappointed, thinking he let you down when in reality your false expectation of him let you down. So faith matters. And what you believe matters. How you move and shift matters. Be obedient to what he says and his heart. That's the thing, man. If you could, we can learn his heart ain't step, man, we wouldn't be let down. We wouldn't be such in a rut. Just know his heart. His heart for us is good. It's not evil. The Bible says Jeremiah. He had an expected end for us. He didn't say how you want to get there, though. Nor did he tell you the journey of it. All he said was, just trust me. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into your what? Own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge. And he will direct your path. 
One of my first scriptures I learned, Proverbs, man. Just lean not into your own understanding. That if you could, if we could master that, we'd be all right, Nicole fam. Like we'd be good. If we could just acknowledge the fact that if you start leaning one way, if your needle starts going down this way, and it's against what he's trying to get you to do, you are always going to be disappointed. When you try to understand him, you will always miss him. Period. Listening, my last thing I'm for done. Listening grows faith. If you are able to listen to him, you will grow in your faith. So my encouragement for you all is to go back and listen to part one, part two, part three. Uh, I think technically this is like part four, because we had like a faith four miracles, then a faith miracles part. I mean, it's just kind of weird, I don't know. But this may be four, five, ninety, I don't know. Anyway, my point is <laughs> go back and study on faith. It will help you. When you feel yourself getting down, listen to something that will bring you up. Life alert. Oh, them commercials, I've fallen and I can't get up. They don't just stay on the ground. The encouragement is to get the button so you got something to press that's going to come and save you. If you fall, and what makes you want to stay on a hard ground and just chill out there? You need help. I was telling somebody today, my Apple Watch, when you fall, it automatically detects you fall and calls the authorities. It gives you a time to respond, and if you don't respond at that time, it's going to call the authorities. So when you fall, <laughs> cold, her look. don't be trying to be all tacky with me right now. I'll talk to you later. It, it calls the authorities. It's helped a lot of people, and we got a lot of success stories. There's a man last year that told uh, last year about a story about how he got saved because he was almost drowning and it, it, it was to help him. Shut up, Stacia. You must be on my side. All right. You know I love Apple. We have a keynote on Tuesday. I can't wait. Now, you must be on my side too. When you, if you fall, I fall out. They're gonna call the police for you to come and help you up. She's not believing. She's not believing. This is God. It's my birthday. I can go out to try if I want to. <laughs> Preach erroneous doctrine. <laughs> my point is, my point was, I think I remember what it was. If you, I forget. If you fall, that's what I was talking about. If you fall, if you fall it alerts the authorities to come save you. My point is, no one wants to stay down when you can't get up. So my point is, your life alert in this season of your life moving forward is Holy Spirit. And when you feel your faith falling, you need to press a button so it can say a scripture to you. Say something to you so you can get rejuvenated. Which is that button may be your Bible app. It may be your physical Bible. It may be a sermon, not by us, but by somebody else you may be listening to. Whatever it needs to be, all you need to learn how to do is to use the button called Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he's the comforter. Mandy, he's the comforter. He will be there. The Holy Spirit talking about Holy Spirit leading and guiding you into all truth. I mean, it's all there. But you have to press the button. Holy Spirit will not force itself onto you always. Sometimes he will. We often say, oh, Holy Spirit is a gentleman, you know. He's tender sometimes. But I sometimes, I get encountered by the rough, rough part of him. Wait, what you doing? Shut up. Like, dang, okay. He's nice, but he also can be very mean too. Because again, why? Stern. 
Well, it's mean to me sometimes. It's mean to me because I get offended sometimes, okay? Let me, I don't know what I'm saying. I get mean. I don't think he's mean sometimes. Because I get offended about what he says. Then I realize, oh, you weren't really being mean, but I think it's mean sometimes. Because I was offended. Because I don't like what he said. We don't like what he says all the time. Huh? That's mean. <laughs> anyway, in my conclusion, have faith in God. Believe him. So when we leave here, again, this faith that I'm talking about is not for the four walls. That's cute. It's for out there. That's where you need it. That's where you need it. So use it. Okay? Encounter someone, pray for them. Next week, we got a whole bunch of people coming here. We got 30 kids from Berea. We got how many ever, 19,000 people y'all bringing? Nah, I'm being here. Packed out like sardines. Um, my point is, use your faith. Give them a hug. What's going on with you? You okay? How's school? How's it going through? Can we pray right now? When you get to the bus stop on the street corner, uh, store, grocery store, let's use that faith. Believe for somebody else. Where someone else does not believe, believe for them. And let's watch God do miracles. Amen? Father, we bless you and thank you for all that you are, all that you continue to do. Father, increase our faith that we may come into the knowledge of you even more. I bless you and thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.